welcome to the Guinness World Record holding Bondazi Fire! That's right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Fondazi Fire, and this is a show that asks a simple question, what do you want? Now, normally the answer would be more fire, but since this is a podcast, we're going to be giving you the ins and the outs of how a world record holding fire performance group operates. Tonight, we're going to be discussing the family ties of Fondazi, both inside and outside the group. And to make this conversation complete, I am joined by my lovely and beautiful wife, Katie. Hello. The Mises, Chris and Teresa. Hello. Hello. And an original member, Raiderly Sterling. Yay. Hello. Basically, you're joined by everybody who is. Basically, it's original cast plus me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we know how okay. it all goes back. So, mm-hmm. Chris and Teresa, can you tell us how was the family structure originally set up in Fondazi? Well, uh, it's a little rusty in my brain, but uh, <laughs> Raider Lee's character, Fatima, and myself, Christo, were brother and sister. Yep. Uh, and uh, Teresa came in. I married in. Married mm-hmm. in. Yep. <clears throat> and Patricia who is Katie's character, I believe, was she cousin? Yeah, she's a cousin, um, so. I am cousin through your father, mm-hmm. who is my father's brother, and my father yeah. is Uncle Vanya. Yep. Yes, there we go, okay. When you say your, which your were you talking about? Christo or Fatima? Well, we have the same aren't you father. Oh, wait, 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 never mind, they're, they're siblings, aren't they? Yeah. Hi, <laughs> it's been a long week. I can edit this part out. <laughs> or keep it. So I thought the intro was good, and then it fell apart after that. <laughs> I think we're doing okay. okay. Um, when we were assigning the family tree at the beginning, so this all happened, my, like, the third season of my experience at Renaissance Festival was Fondazi's first season together. And so I was coming into a group of people that already knew each other for close to a decade, somewhere along those lines. So it was very like, I I didn't know where to put myself. So I was like, I'll just marry in. And so that is how I got the married in status. Cause I was like, there's all this family stuff going on. And I, yeah, I didn't want to step on any toes or be weird and be like, I'm your sister or cousin or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think Yuri's adopted. Yeah, well, well, yeah, we haven't so, even gotten to Yuri. So That's hold on a minute. Let, let's straighten this out a little bit. So Katie, Raderly, and Christo mm-hmm. all already knew each other when they set up Fondazi. Or, yes. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Not yeah, only had correct. we known each other, but we were all already uh, Romani characters. Okay. Yeah. And we were already had kind of a familiar relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Previous my first year as a Romani, I got named by Uncle Vanya, who decided mm-hmm. I was going to be his daughter. Yeah, and, and, and that Uncle was Vanya like was a Russian-esque street peasant. Yeah, yep. And he well, and he decided that accent. year, it was like <laughs> Sunday opening weekend that I was going to be his daughter. He kept asking my name, and I was like, I don't know name. And that's when he named me Matryoshka, mm-hmm. and it just kind of stuck. And then later he said. I'm not going to call you that because your name's Katie, so I'm going to call you Katya because it fits better. But I already called <laughs> Matryoshka, so everyone else called me Matryoshka, but when Uncle Vanya comes out, he calls me Katya. <laughs> and it's a- I love Uncle Vanya. He's one of the first people I met working out there, too. Mm-hmm. Very, very kind soul. Sweet. He was kind of a Yakov Smirnov kind of mm-hmm. Russian peasant. Yeah. He was fantastic. He always had a witticism. Mm-hmm. And- he, I think he adopted most of the children in the fair, honestly, because he had hundreds of children that he claimed that were it's, his. It's true. And <laughs> it's very true. It was a, yeah, it was all just everyone. He's like, everyone's Uncle Vanya's baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or he's Uncle Vanya to everyone. So, yeah. Which, so, it was, so my name, so you got Matryoshka, like, handed to you. My my actual yeah. biological father gave me Fatima. 
because um, my full name actually is a family name. It's Fatima Shima Slovakin. Fatima Shima Slovakin. Um, Slower. What? <laughs> Fatima <laughs> Shima Slovakin. So Slovakin. Yeah. So my um, Slovakin is actually a family name from my dad's side. They're Russian Jew, um, and Shima was his grandma. Uh, was her name and Fatima is a family name as well so I have that so that name like he gave that one to me when we were all part of this Romani kind of living stage tribe together the one that kind of is was the proto from that kind of blossomed into Fandazi a little bit Oh, that's a really great story. I didn't know that. Yeah. Or if I did, I'd forgotten. So, so it's still exciting right now. Well, and so now I'm Fatima Shima Slovakian Fantasi. Yes. So I think that's a really interesting point. Like, if you go to the Minnesota Renaissance Festival currently, there's only one, really one Romani group out there, and that's the Fantasi Fire Circus. But mm-hmm. it sounds like back in the day, there were many more Romani characters. It goes around. in tides. It yeah. Goes, it, yeah. yeah. And, well, it, and, and also in, there's a lot of, um, like Teresa said, there goes in tides, but there's also a lot of the belly dancer type of Romani mm-hmm. out there. More Middle um, Eastern, honestly. Middle e- yeah, Middle Eastern. And or, yeah. our costumes are not Middle Eastern. It's no, very Eastern all. European. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But at that so time, we were kind of everything warped together. Yeah. So my name actually came from uh, a good friend of mine who, for a number of years, portrayed a genie out of the Renaissance Festival. Uh, he was a rather fabulous individual. Yes. He, was, he had a beautiful costume. Uh, and one, you know, when I was making my costume, my, this is way back, um, he just dubbed me Cristo. Uh, it was a derivation of Christopher or Chris, and he just, Christo, that's you, and it, it stuck. And my own parents call me Christo now. It's just not, <laughs> it, it's kind of blended with my life. Most of my friends know me as Christo. It's it's kind of become my moniker mm-hmm. uh, in life because everybody called me Christo. It's just how they know me. So uh, it's, Teresa is one of the few people that calls me Christopher, and I actually use that on my business and my emails to kind of separate my dual lives uh, from um, this festival. Side Go note, yeah. one of the first times an agent called me, for those who don't know on the podcast, I work for Chris and Teresa for their business as the client relations. So one of the first, one of the first phone calls I got and somebody said, is Christopher there? There was a little moment when I was like, huh? Mm-hmm. Who? That? Who? Who's Christopher? Huh? No, I but I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there was just this I, moment of I don't know who that man is. <laughs> I thought we were gonna point out how last week you side noted to me that I tend to call him Christopher when I'm angry. <laughs> that too. <laughs> you do that. Me all the time. You know? No, <laughs> I call you Christopher a lot more than she's heard. <laughs> but, no, but I, I used mean, to like, call you Christo. When we were first were dating, I called you Christo all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just it became. I mean, that moniker has been 25 years on, and it's. It's been a long time, uh, so it's it's well worn and comfortable. And uh, I so, suppose I probably share the same last name as Tima, although I've never really carried one. But if we're brother and sister, I have something similar, maybe. I, I don't I think mean, we so, ever have had a last name, but people assume that it's Fondazi, but that's not yeah. a last. I mean, that's not where Fondazi came from, right, Chris? No, Teresa. No, no. Yeah. It was when we formed we. Well, called ourselves the, you know, that was our clan name yeah. when we formed, mm-hmm. but it wasn't anything prior to that. No. Um, yeah, most people don't know we almost actually had a different name. Yeah, uh, which was? Paramicha. But I Say thought it again. sounded too much like Paramecium. <laughs> Paramecia? Yeah. It is an actual Romani word that means? God only knows. I don't remember. Okay. It was so long ago. I'll, I'll repeat this later, and then we can use that audio to fill in this space. <laughs> um, but it, it means something. Yeah, so it, it was a Romani word. We took it off a noun list that somebody had brought mm-hmm. to a, you know, one of the original sessions where we were just kind of building Fondazi. And it, it was kind of our working title, and it didn't stick. It was awkward. Nobody liked it. 
Yeah. Uh, it's not as easy to say as Fandazi. Fandazi rolls off the tongue. It's it does. Where it mm -hmm. really kind of defines us. Yeah. Yeah. And with the direction of adding fire, Fandazi fire sounds pretty good. Well, because yeah. the, the alliteration deck. always. Yeah. Okay. Um, so when so, we started. Go on, Teresa. Oh, I was going to quick say, as Sully says, uh, Fatima. Yeah. Wrigley actually reminded me. So my name, Teresa, which is my birth name, was easy to slide into Teresa. But I have an interesting story about my Slavic roots with this name. Mm -hmm. uh, I was named after my sainted grandmother, Teresa. And upon looking into my own family tree, I discovered recently. So she went by Terry all the time. I went through all the records. I found the family, found her being referenced as Terry on some ship documents and stuff until I got back to a census from when she was in her early 20s. Her name's not Teresa. Oh, <laughs> she just changed it. I believe at the time they started handing out um, social security cards because mm -hmm. she's registered as Teresa was a social security office. But her name was Vincentina. Oh, that's beautiful. And she's, it is beautiful. She's Lithuanian. But I had this real identity crisis for a while where I was like, I was named after somebody and that wasn't their name. But it was her chosen, chosen name. name. So like, how do I feel? But like for a split second, I'm like, that is so weird. So yes, that was my Lithuanian grandmother who we swear was working for the CIA. She Jesus. had she went to Cuba a lot. She had a lot of adventures. And we actually have another relative from that line that was working for the CIA. So that's nice. my story. My Slavic nice. family huh. is very, very interesting. I did not know I about your CIA connections, Teresa. I'm now very intrigued <laughs> about starting a, our own Fondazi uh, family, you know, organization. I, I think that we do need more of an organization for the family. <laughs> for the family. Well, maybe we could double as agents for the ATF. <laughs> Have all the tobacco and fire. Fire. Fire and alcohol and candle. Yeah. Anyway. We'll follow all those so, gas purchases. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure we're on a list somewhere. <clears throat> we just made our awesome. own list of ourselves. Well, we are now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so we had Cristo, Fatima, and Matryoshka who all brought names because they were working out there as Romani and had acquired names. Teresa joined in because she was dating Chris, right? And was that, is that correct? Yep. yep. And then adopted your name for family reasons. My name, yes. I've had my name for the last 10 years mm -hmm. and it's probably been said less than 10 times. Because... I say it all exactly. the time. I'm yeah, like exactly. the only one who so, actually calls you it. Yeah. <laughs> Fatima does. Uh, it's Mikhail. Yeah. Uh, Michael is a family name of, of ours. Uh, lots of middle names, lots of first names of Michael throughout throughout my family. And uh, so it is, but you know, my second year in Fondazi, I became the Rambaro and took over that role. So then everyone just calls me the Rambaro. I don't don't ever get called by my first name. Chris, when you were Rambaro, did you ever get called Rambaro? Yeah. 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 Quite a bit. Okay. I mean, we I don't remember to him as the, the Rombaro. Uh -huh. So we didn't usually address him as Rombaro because he was Cristo to everybody. So like uh -huh. solidly in our minds. And so we called him the Rombaro quite a bit, but not right. address him that way, I guess, yeah. calling him. Okay. Because I, I, I remember. I remember that, but I remember people walking up and talking to you as a Rombaro. And so when it happened to Adam, I was like, mm, that's not his name. <laughs> Right. talking to him like that that's weird <laughs> but now it's just we're we're at other festivals well you know who's in charge oh the rambaro right there yep have you met adam and then at brighton mm -hmm. i believe or okay. Teresa and i believe yeah. <laughs> or Raiderly and I relief. Did anybody see those pictures that Patty posted? Yes. yes. She posted like a hundred and something of like the festival was just Raiderly, Adam and I. Yeah. yeah. There's this there's this one of you with the fan and then mm -hmm. I don't know if it's Bruce or the smaller one. The banner. 
Oh yeah, yeah it is I the know. smaller brand. It is the small. It is Mini Bruce, Baby Bruce, Mini Bruce. Oh. But she, the picture you're Baby. holding the fan, and you can see kind of your face, like like your eyes. I and can't then remember the fondant if that was behind. The, I can't remember if that was the one they used on their um, billboard the next year or something. Like it oh, was yeah, one of hers. And so my my phone, I was scrolling through the pictures, and then it copped out halfway through, so I didn't get to look at all yeah. of them. But like Katie also, as a side note, like she's been on a giant, her face has been blow, blown up a billion times onto a billboard now. <laughs> and, yeah. and didn't but, they cover your boobs? But they, they took out my boobs. Yep. <laughs> no cleavage so, for you. So in Wisconsin at uh, a festival that we go to, yes, I was on the billboard for the Renaissance Festival in Wisconsin. But they had photoshopped out all of my cleavage, so it just was, like, skin. Mm. Which was weird. Yeah. Which looked very weird. It did. Skin. Also, it was you blowing fire, which those are never, like, the prettiest faces. (laughs) No. Like, come on. I'm trying to make it... it, it, mm. Yeah. I mean, because Katie, as we all know, is gorgeous. So yeah, thank you. I'm like, there are many other gorgeous photos of Katie, like with fire all around her. <laughs> and this is the one where her maybe, maybe they like that face that I'm doing the Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have some news for everybody. Oh. Param Paramicha is the word for Romani fairy tales. Oh I love that. Yes. That's and really... that's why we had considered it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But the paramecium thing was just too much in my head. I could not get away from it. (laughs) Paramecia is... uh, I now want to make a piece titled that. Yeah. How do you spell it? Uh, P-A-R-A-M-I-C-H-A. Paramecia. All right. Spell it one more time for me. P-A. Okay. Go. P-A-R-A. M I C H A F U A D A N. That made me very happy. <laughs> Wait, mine's not spelled that way, Teresa. <laughs> I don't know. I just I like the extra letters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that feels very Romani, actually. Just lots of extra vowels and yes. Um, so Adam, yeah. Yeah. um, your family is from your, a Slavic country, correct? Right. So Soko, uh, is originally Svelka and it comes from Austria, Hungary area. And there are some Romani backgrounds there as well It's spelled S-V-A-L-K-A. Um, uh-huh. and Vindel and Svelka moved over here in the mid 1800s. Okay. Does anybody else have any Slavic or um, Fatima? Really, you were saying how your last name or your character name. Yeah, so my dad's side of the family are all Russian Jew. Um, Mm -hmm. I was the Vulcan, like my my several times great uncle, um, Raul Ilyevich Slavulkin. (laughs) So it's all very Russian as well. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. Um, was the uh, head violinist of the uh, St. Petersburg Orchestra. Um, and oh, like, yeah. I have his picture in my mom's house, and I will hopefully inherit that. But very, very th- cool. He's got a giant mustache, and, like, the best <laughs> beard ever with his violin in his hand, very and a top hat, but very Russian. That is awesome. Right? Um, and we weren't, from what I know of that side of the family, so... They immig- half of them immigrated to the U.S. pretty early on um, and became mm-hmm. early well-to-do East Coast Jews. Um, yep. That was, and then half of them stayed. And so we had a lot of like um, Rachel's and, um, you know, Irma's and stuff like that. But it wasn't, um, a lot of that line, unfortunately, did die out during the Holocaust. Oh no. Um, yeah. So there's not a lot of family left back over in the old country. Um, but also because, and a lot of them left during, you know, the, also the Stalin years and stuff like that. So 
that's a whole different family story. I have some great family legends that have no bearing on reality, but are great yeah. stories. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Paranicha. <laughs> right? Um, so, but my mom's side, which I look very much like my mother, like you wouldn't tell from looking at me, they're like, oh, Russian Jew, where, how? Um, <laughs> Um, my mom's side of the family is border hoppers to say the least. Um, everything white in Europe, <laughs> um, basically, um, not Swedish, not Italian, but like it's very German and Irish and Scottish and some Austrian thrown in for, and French for flavor, apparently. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, so I have actually really deep jewish slavic roots um but i don't know a lot about that side of my family because it's from my dad's side and he ran away screaming as quickly as he could and um when my grandmother came over here she was born in germany um but when she came over here she left all of that world behind and like went from her name was yuta um illegally and she changed it to judy when she got married to an evangelical preacher so oh you know well there you go right <laughs> so yeah i have the same thing with my family my my um lithuanian side is on my dad's side and my great-grandfather ran away from lithuania to avoid conscription in some events that's the family story and so we have like virtually no knowledge of that side of the family and again like my grandmother lied about her name her whole life also lied about her age she was 10 years older than my grandfather and they didn't find that out until she started receiving her social security checks. Scandal. So like, there is so much, so much I don't know. And the <laughs> records on ancestry for Lithuania are a bit sparse. So, mm -hmm. yeah. My family is uh, predominantly German. Uh, my mother's side was 100% German until they hit me. I'm like three quarters German. Uh, the other quarter, uh, my dad's mother said we're Roman Swiss. We roamed over the Alps and just kept going. Uh, <laughs> so it, it, it's everything else uh, in there. But I'm basically just you know, wild gall. Yeah. <laughs> you should have done a 23andMe before recording this podcast. I have my DNA on Ancestry. Oh, you already got it? <laughs> yes. I'm 33% British Isles, 33%... Oh, wait, 33% Irish, Scottish, 33% British, and the rest is Lithuanian, Russian, and Eastern European, Slavic. Yeah, my dad my dad sent ours, his to me, and it, it, it kind of mirrors readily, honestly. It's like everything European. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's you. Right? <laughs> Yay! My mom's English, Anglo-Saxon. They came over, they actually transported the um, Puritans over on a ship. He was a ship's captain. It's his fault, and I apologize to the country for that. I'll probably edit this part out, but... <laughs> Sorry. That's the we can't join the DAR because none of my ancestors were old enough to fight in the American Revolution. <laughs> I could join the DAR, but... No. <laughs> right. What about Katie? <laughs> well, um... I'm half Northwestern Band of Shoshone, so um, we are one of the smallest tribes. Uh, we have 553 members, so technically we don't actually have a reservation. We share a reservation with a much larger tribe. Um, our tribe was wiped out in the biggest massacre in U.S. history, which most people don't know about. It's called the Green Bear Massacre, yeah. and it happened in Idaho, which is why there's only 500 of us. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm half. My dad is full-blooded. And my mom is mostly Scottish with a little bit of French, English, and Yugoslavian when there was a Yugoslavian. Because there is actually a Romani, um, great, 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 great. I have to remember what it is. My mom has it all written down on Ancestry.com. But it's like a great, great, great grandmother who ended up running away with... Um, Scottish nobleman from the McEwen clan is what I've been Ooh. told. I'm not really 100% sure about that. So, that's some awesome tea right there. That's what yeah. that's what I was told. That's what she has found. My aunt, love her to death, but she's very, I mean, she's very, very into family history. 
So mm-hmm. Teresa mentioned I have a crutch because I have somebody who has gone back generations and generations and generations. <laughs> and all I have to do is pull it up through Ancestry.com, which is great. I haven't had to do the work. Yeah, that's what I It's so fun and interesting to know who your ancestors are. I think that we don't think about ancestors as much in this country in the way of knowing their names and remembering their names and their stories. It's really a, a fault that we have as a culture, especially predominantly in the white culture. We just kind of don't focus on that. We kind of write old people off and it's, it's sad. And so I think, you know, knowing the names of the people that came before you is incredible. Actually, one of the things I've enjoyed most about working in the home inspection business compared to the medical profession is that in a home inspection business, you can't just ignore what happened in the past. You know, you're going into a house that's 100 years old. You can't just say, uh, they, you know, they did it that way and it's it's wrong. And it's like, it's not wrong. It was right when they did it. And But yeah, like to your point, in the medical field, we have a really hard time remembering what happened 100 years ago. And we feel like we need to re-research everything all over again in order to prove that it's true now. Whereas, yeah, with with architecture and with with properties, you you get to see it firsthand. It's still there. The evidence is still laying around. And fascinating things there, too. Well, and also with homes, you realize how fleeting your time in a home is. It's your home. And when you're in your home, you think this is my home. But, you know, thinking about the footprint that you're leaving for the Katie. It's quiet. (laughs) Distracting me because it was sparkly. (laughs) But it's quiet. It was very quiet. You can go ahead and And I was just showing you, like, by the way, can we we have a moment? Raiderly, I have my entire phone is now my fidget. So yeah, it's way more important than anything I was saying. So we got a lot. Sorry. So no, it really is more important. You know, and then the best part. Mm-hmm. Wait. Yeah. The best part yeah. is my pop socket. Yeah. <gasps> okay, that's so really cool. I sit here and I do this. Katie, where did you get your pop socket? Did they sell Amazon? Adam got it first because it was at Target, and I was looking for a new pop socket, and we saw that, and he was like, (gasps) "So I I said, you buy that one." And then I went to Amazon, and I found this one. I'm going to buy one because I need a new case and I need a new pop socket. So I will say every time I walk by a student who has like the glitter and gel on their phone on the table, I just like pick it up and twirl it around a lot. (laughs) Or actually, my favorite ones are like the they're they're actual gel, so you like push them with the glitter. Yes. Um, That was my second choice. Can I just tell you the story of my great-grandma, who is a badass woman, Shima, whom I'm sort of named after? Um, Yes. So Shima was was born in america but she moved back she went to germany for college and i guess fell in love or got married or something to this dude in the 1920s um and he was a colonel in the german cavalry and my dad still has his cavalry sword which is super cool um very cool right but so uh, it was like early 30s or something. And so they had two kids and she's in Germany when Hitler comes to power and she is Jewish. Yeah. And so the legend goes. Um, so she, while World War II is just starting, she is hiding out in Germany, disguising herself as a Spanish lady because she speaks Spanish fluently and her hair is black and down to the floor, quite literally. Nice. And so she gets word that her husband has been like, so he's in the Nazi army, not because he's particularly a Nazi, but like, you don't get to leave the army (laughs) after, you know, Hitler comes prior. That doesn't happen. Um, So he's sent to the Russian front, is killed on the Russian front. She gets word back that he's been killed and gets herself two small children. Um, My, my grandmother, Yuta was literally a month old when they got on the boat back to America with all of this stuff. And they get to America and she cut off her hair. She sold her hair for passage. So her oh, floor length black hair. Uh, she sold her hair for passage. And she 
So it comes back to the United States and is fairly poor and destitute. And so has to put both of her children into foster care while she figures stuff out, gets herself back together, gets her kids back one at a time and becomes the head of languages at, I believe it was Brown or Vassar, some East Coast school um, in the 50s. And she is, um, and she's a lesbian. She's married to a um, non, um, trans is not the word at the time, but like they called him grandpa. Um, all of, like my dad called him grandpa. Um, and so she and um, he are, you know, they're lesbian lovers together throughout the rest of their lives. <laughs> and um, she is, spoke eight languages fluently. And wow. apparently was just this amazing, badass woman that I'm so sad I never got to meet. But I love telling that story. Half of it isn't true, I'm sure. <laughs> but, <laughs> but there we go. You want to hear about, about, fun, about a fun story that probably isn't true, but like family legends? Yes. Um, I don't think I'm going to have this 100% correct. As the youngest child to go out to Idaho and being told this by my grandfather... I was really little. I was about four years old. Right. <laughs> um, there was a set of Western bandits around the time that uh, Tombstone and Deadwood and all that stuff. And they had a bunch of gold that they had stolen and they ended up hiding it away near the reservation that we belong to in the hills. And apparently... They all got in this big fight and started killing each other. There was three of them. One of them survived, told like my great, 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 great grandfather where it was. Supposedly my family knows where it is, but you have to go spelunking to get it. No, no. I see. I would go spelunking to get this buried treasure. Anybody want to go to Idaho and go spelunking? I would start to blast the ground until it was gone. (laughs) So that I could get the treasure and just pick it up and walk away. Well, being in a tight. Have you seen any of the things where people get stuck in caves? Yeah. Um, have you no. seen that movie? <laughs> no. The one where they I get stuck in the cave and there's that evil thing and it eats them. No, I no, haven't yeah. because it's clearly All you guys them. have stumbled upon one of my biggest fears. <laughs> All of them. Here. Any movie that has a cave, there's going to be something in it that eats you. So. I remember the good old days of early internet with that cool picture, the cave monster. I'll put that on the Patreon. That was spooky. The camera that went off and there's this creepy monster inside the cave. Oh, You're going to put that on Patreon? Well, clearly, people need to know what old internet was like for all the youngins out there. And all the old people who just are like, I remember that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god, that came out when Fondazi started. So like, that was kind of big. What yeah. came out? Quoted again? Wow, that is a sweet earth. <laughs> that <laughs> internet video yeah, was really the big when Fonda's It's not a started. disco party. <laughs> <laughs> I am late tired. We're taking a nap. That fire is in sense. <laughs> we quoted that nonstop in the group the first two years. <laughs> okay, it's so, so um, those, those who follow us on Patreon will eventually have some of this content of the things. <laughs> the old internet. <laughs> Yeah, oh, are because about. clearly that relates directly to Fondazi and our family trees. <laughs> Somewhere in the I'm kind of jealous. I, I don't have any. I don't have any family legends, honestly. I you are, are going to be. You're going to be. I will be legend. the legend. Yeah, there you go. Oh, like, do you guys yeah, remember great, great. the ad for Ancestry where it had the picture of the fire eaters and like you could discover cool old ancestors? I was like, oh, that's us. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Great grandpa Adam used to drink fuel and eat brief fire. <laughs> I had an ancestor who was a circus before yeah. my grandma um, was a carny. Yay! Yeah. Do you have any amazing ancestors? No, just we have the typical rumors. You know, I'm yeah, there is a rumor that my mother's side came from money, er, uh, German aristocracy, and a great grandfather married beneath him. Well, I looked on his mom's side and I found people with a surname Bach way back then. (laughs) Could be related, could not. Who knows? I know nothing. I just found the name. He was a well-composed gentleman. Oh, well. Nice, Chris. Nice. Thanks. Gotta slip that in there. Mm -hmm. He was a gentleman of note. 
I come from a lot of working class on one side and a lot of rich people on the other. <laughs> who, who were just your average good people for the most part, you know? Yeah. Um, so Pondazi family-wise... We, yeah, they, we definitely don't come from money. From no. <laughs> but we have a few more people to fit in. And so if I'm remembering right, Mikhail brought some of the other members in his quote-unquote family. Yes, so when he married yeah. Matryoshka, he brings in Romy, right? Yeah. Romy's right. my brother. Which, right. yeah. I would like to say that they are not actually related. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of people think they are actually related. In fact, our own children, up until about two years ago, thought that he was actually an Uncle Brett. They were, well, I mean, my son was Uncle like, Brett. why doesn't Uncle Brett go to Christmas with us? <laughs> to Uncle Matt's house. Like, question. Everyone else is there. So, uh, yeah, you Brett is not him. actually your brother. Oh, we didn't. We invite him every year. Okay. We do. <laughs> we, we seriously do. Not he's not big mom. on holidays. He knows no. I love holidays. And so he's always like, I'll see Katie. Yeah. <laughs> and I think two years, two years we've we've seen him on Christmas. Yeah. Well, we went to Dunkin' Donuts one year. Oh, yeah. We meet him at Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> nice. Actually, I think that was two can, years. That's how you can get him out on the holidays. <laughs> right. With the promise of donuts. Right? Who doesn't love donuts? And so then Yuri is, he is the one I keep stumbling over when I'm trying to make this family tree. Because he's not like our brother, Chris. I think he's related to me. Yeah? Was he related to you? Did we that do would that? make sense, actually. All right. Because he we'll actually, in real life, interesting story, Alan is really Irish-Lithuanian, and I am also really Irish-Lithuanian, and we discovered that. We're like, hey. So, I mean, it, we we could very well be related. <laughs> we could very well be making Definitely. up the Fondazi family tree as we talk. I mean, <laughs> No, no, I just was saying that that was yes. a side note. That I think that a few years ago, we decided that maybe he was on... One of my yeah well because originally we had the three colors right we had the orange orange and blue we had black and red and we had green and whatever yellow not yellow but um, green and gold green gold and those were the family distinctions based on and we you could see the family distinctions based on vests so like there was a lot so like Chris and I had the burnt orange and blue colors and so Teresa had those colors too and Katie had the black and red colors in her vest and that's what um adam and brett got into and then all the musicians had green vests and they were like their own family that was kind of like tertiary to the big fandazi clan family and i don't know if we ever really decided how they were related or part of the fandazi clan or if they were just adopted yeah okay so what am I trying to say? Okay, so I just assumed they were what we call, what my grandma used to call anybody who wasn't um, a, a Shoshone. It didn't mm-hmm. have, I mean, it could be just like Teresa, who was one of my best friends, or Randy, who was one of my best friends. You guys are relations. Yeah. So you say, who's that girl over there? And she'd go, oh, she's relations. Hmm. No idea what that ever meant, but it meant yeah. that she was related in a way that was a family type of kinship. So I just yeah. kind of assumed they were relations. <laughs> Yeah. So I don't know if that's true or not, but well, the funny thing is that honestly, the distinction came because there were three colors of fabric. That's true, and that's honestly where I mean, we split the families. Yeah. So that's why we came Wait, up with three bring back the curtain stuff. there, Teresa. <laughs> yeah, well, and regularly, and, and Katie and I kind of already had this pre-existing. Oh yeah. Thing that we brought in from mm-hmm. being out at festival for so long, right? Together. Yeah, and and that does explain why Adam and Brett became part of our group, or why I guess and now Adam's in charge. I don't even know why Adam's in charge, considering a family with the whole from borrow thing. But bloodless, bloodless coup. I don't know. Family <laughs> politics. Pretty over? much. Yeah. Did, did just... you? Yeah, they were they were leaving for a little while. They're going on vacation. They're like, hey, you take care of the clan while we're gone. And I was like, sure. And then it was well, I actually remember <laughs> giving it to Katie and saying, I hope he doesn't break it too. So maybe she's the secret leader and she uses you as her mouthpiece. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Is it? <laughs> I've always said exactly. I'm not actually in charge of Fondazi. <laughs> that's I'm just what the, happened when I'm we were in charge. <laughs> yeah. 
You guys are great spokespeople. Mm-hmm. Well, I get a lot of, this is how it has to happen. Hey, guys, we're going to do this now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it works. is such a matriarchy. It is. We have a very matriarchal group. We do. We do. We go yeah. take care of this. Okay. Adam, I've got an idea. <laughs> well, see, that's okay. So that's the problem when I'm with Adam and Brett, as you ladies know. For anyone who's not listening, I will give an idea, and Adam and Brett will both shut it down. And then, like five minutes later, one of them will have the same idea, and they'll be like, "Oh, that's amazing." <laughs> this is actually a problem common in the corporate world as well, mm-hmm. and it is it is a very interesting. Interesting problem. <laughs> and I've also noticed, for anyone who hasn't noticed, when Adam Breton and I choreograph, it always ends up being Katie in the back spinning with Adam and Brett doing really cool things. And then we kind of move around a little bit, and then Katie's in the back spinning, and Adam and Brett are doing really cool things. You're not bitter at all, are you, Katie? No. <laughs> I've pointed this out, and Brett was like, um, I let you stand in between us as we throw things around you. I'm like, that. let you? Yes. You know, I've got a cool idea for a stage show. We had this big wheel that spun around, and Brett stood on it, and then we spun it, and then we threw flaming knives at him from across the stage. That would be awesome. Do you think he'd be okay Nobody with that? Nobody does that at festival. It's true. No. <laughs> That's a great idea, Chris. I'm glad you thought of that. I also want a trampoline next to our stage so we can jump on the trampoline and jump onto the stage. That would have really made Adam falling off the stage a lot more amusing because right. he just bounced right back up and it would have been like, what was that? That, that was epic. one of the things that made me think about it. <laughs> you know, how much lift could we actually get if we put one of those mini, like, four-foot trampolines next to the stage? Could you bounce onto the stage? I think it was, like, a high-quality enough trampoline, probably. Yeah, we could have, like, these amazing bounce entrances all of a sudden. Because I see, like, bounce gymnasts. Entrances? Boing. <laughs> Chris Scott Bannis should go bring me bourbon. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> That's okay. We found I out. Mean, <laughs> go right I, like I was going to say, I would actually like to talk more about how, like, Fondazi is kind of a matriarchy, like, low-key. <laughs> yeah. And go for it. Tell us your thoughts. Just because, like, the core, like, the women have always been outnumbered by the men, like, on the stage. But, like, mm-hmm. the driving force behind a lot of the things has i felt like the core group of women is there and like the men are a core group as well and like we are all obviously like a core group to like we're all a group together mm-hmm. but like how things get settled how we work through problems or whatever like is actually really indicative of a traditional matriarchal society and you bring that up actually just made me think about it for the first time, which is why I'm kind of like processing it out loud right now. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm loving it every second of that idea that we are secretly a matriarchy. <laughs> because, well, you know, true. it is. And that's, you know, I've said this multiple times. So sorry if I'm repeating myself, but I think I've edited it out before. Um, <laughs> the fact that, you know, the longevity of women on stage in our group is astounding because it just doesn't happen and it's not traditional in entertainment to let women age like we do or go mm-hmm. through changes in life like we do mm-hmm. or be mothers like the fact that all of us yes. have had children and have children out there and like have been able mm-hmm. to do our thing and you know be mothers and breastfeeding mothers and the fathers like that's not like saying that like the the, the role of the father is diminished at all like everyone is obviously caring and being the tribal entity around these children and our lives like that is the best part about it all is that my kids know they can they know auntie Teresa, they know you know auntie katie and they you know when i say adam they're like oh we're gonna talk about adam like oh the guy on the stage with the whips but i'm like yeah like katie (laughs) like katie's husband yeah and you know i think that our role is you know, a matriarchal group does not diminish the men in our group whatsoever. They are amazing, amazing human beings to, you know, we're kind of in that generational, like just at the edge of the split between giant cultural shifts that have been happening. And the men in our group are incredibly supportive. They know that they need us 
to be there and functional and they chip in with, you know, making sure that the stage is ready. So like we have roles and some of them, when the children are younger, do fall a little bit more into traditional gender roles, especially when we were all nursing and that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. Chris changed as many diapers out there as I did. Oh, yeah. I made salsa well, change more think, diapers. Yeah, I think just the roles end up shifting of just what everyone's doing, not mm-hmm. just within the individual families like you and Chris or myself and Katie or Rayleigh and Salsa, but also just the actual Romani mm-hmm. gathering collective family that we have out there of there's one child, but that child belongs to the entire group. I would say it's mm-hmm. very, very reminiscent <clears throat> of the way that... Um, I have always been taught how family is. Um, And what I mean by that is with um, Native Americans or First Nation people, a lot of us have this idea that your family raises a child. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all of my sister's children are my children. All of my children Mm -hmm. are my sister's children. My, I remember, I distinctly remember going out to Idaho to my uncle's ranch and he would not acknowledge me until I called him dad. I couldn't call him uncle Leonard. It was dad. Hey dad. And he was like, what? Yes, child. Like it, but he wouldn't. He wouldn't acknowledge that until I called him that. Until he knew that I understood the relationship of he is just like my father. If he tells me no, I have to listen to that. And mm-hmm. while we don't have those distinct relationships of you have to call me mom with your children, I think that all the kids know that when one one of us goes no, they all go oh okay. Like, they have never questioned the authority of any of us as far as they I have it, and they listen really well to when one of us says something. Mm-hmm. They do, and they're only oh they're so kind to each other and i love that yeah we are they, gonna put i am gonna put up on patreon the series of pictures um of my daughter my oldest she is 16 and she is in the royal court and i last year one of the mornings we were walking out to cast call she's in her court gown and she sees asher which is Brianna's yeah. son and he mm-hmm. sees her and he just takes off running to her so i have these series of picture of asher running and Haley starting to bend down and open her arms and the pic- last pictures of asher just jumping into her arms and she just holding him and like to me that kind of just encapsulates fondazi as families because we mm-hmm. all take our children and we all bring them together and they all know each other and they all interact with one another in such a and the, an amazing wonderful fashion it's even more beautiful because they bookend yeah. generation they because do. she's yeah. the oldest and he's essentially youngest i'm not sure between he is actually younger born. than annika he's about a month okay, and a half yeah. younger than annika yeah so that's that's the extent of our our, our baby chain there mm-hmm. and yeah and it's yeah they love each other so much yeah. and it's it's amazing that they can be stuck in tight quarters with each other while we're all performing they have to hang out and mm-hmm. behave with their nanny and they get along for all those weekends <laughs> right yeah so or and they all like instinctively know the rules of like how to be in the audience almost yes. like obviously like we tell them and they all break the rules of like stop sitting in the front row okay so which mother here has not had your little baby yell at you while you're in the middle of dancing be like mom 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 and you're like i'm on stage <laughs> The thing that the thing that I find most amazing and most interesting about the Fondazi dynamic is the fact that you can see the family ties, both made up family ties as well as the actual this is the way we live families seen on stage as we're performing. I don't think you get that in a lot of shows where you have that kind of connectedness showing through in the performance and it's one of the things that i value the most uh when we think about how we want to manage fondazi and what we want to do with the group as it grows is we really want to keep that family dynamic on the stage and make sure that our audience can can relate to what we're doing up there mm-hmm. i think it'd be really fun if our listeners we can put this out as a Facebook post too, but to bring them into the conversation, I think it'd be wonderful on Facebook if you could come share 
some of your most exciting family stories like your cool ancestor like literally had that highlight of one of her ancestors it was pretty phenomenal and if it is they don't have to like have won a Nobel Prize just somebody that you want to celebrate we will make space we'd love to hear about who in your family you'd like to celebrate Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to take I that do. a step further. I think if we have some fans that listen to this and they want to uh, post it on our Facebook, Instagram, if they want to send us an email at Fondazi at Gmail, uh, you know, if they want to give us their story of their family, uh, we'll pick one of those great stories at random and we're going to send you out a free Fondazi t-shirt of what do you want uh, to one yes. of those stories that we find especially inspiring. And I just really want to hear how people love their family and what what's going on with other people. So yeah, where can they send it? Yeah. That's so the they best. can find us on Facebook at Fondazi Fire. They can find us Instagram at Fondazi Fire as well. Uh, they can email us Fondazi at gmail.com and they can contact us on our website, www.fondazifire.com. Okay. That'll be really exciting to read those stories. Yes. Yeah, I'm really looking forward I to love, Yeah. I love family histories. They make me so excited. Yes. And, and the winner, we would like to read their story on the podcast so everybody can hear it. Right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But if you don't want that, like, just make a little note. That's okay. Like, yeah, yeah if you yeah, want to be yeah. from anonymous. <laughs> yes. We will keep you anonymous if you wish. But yeah, that's exciting. And thank you guys for this conversation. It was really good to connect on this level with you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.